Welcome to the Rising Resiliency Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Hines, and this podcast is for you, the you who feels stuck because of your past circumstances, and you might be wondering if you're the only one who feels this way, but I'm here to tell you that you're not alone, and together we can rise up and be resilient. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Now let's dive right into today's episode. What's up, you guys? Good morning. Well, it's morning where I am. It might not be morning when you're listening to this, but it's morning for me. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. I'm just super excited that you're here. And today I want to talk about a topic that, oh, I am so excited about this one because I think there is so much value in reframing your thinking around your thoughts. And that's what we're going to dive into. So I'm just going to start right off the bat by saying in today's world, there's so much talk about the power of positive thinking. Like I'm pretty sure there's even a book that was published called The Power of Positive Thinking. And while I don't disagree that positivity is valuable and that we need to be positive in our day-to-day lives, I want to focus today more on the power of negative thinking because negative thinking is just as actually it's more powerful than positive thinking is. And we don't often think of it that way. And I want to kind of take a minute to talk about how so often people will tell us like, okay, you need to stop being negative. You need to switch your thoughts to being more positive. And we try to go from zero to 100 super quickly, which is just not how it works. If you try to go from being super negative to being the most optimistic woo-woo person in the world, it's just not going to work out well. If you think of it like a car, you can't get in a car that's parked completely still and then get up to 100 miles an hour instantly. It takes time to transition and you have to shift gears, you have to put it into dry, you have to work your way up. Otherwise, your car, if you literally just slam on the gas and try to go 100, your RPMs will go crazy and it just won't end well. And it's the same with our minds. And I don't know why we try to just switch instantly from one to the next without bridging that time in between, which is what I want to talk about today. This is actually something I am super interested. I'm super passionate about. And I've talked about this with other people I coach with. I've talked about this with my business mentor. And I was listening to a podcast recently that also brought up this power of negativity. And it just had me thinking about it in a whole new way again. So I was like, I need to share this with you, with my people. So the podcast I was listening to, I'm actually going to link it in the show notes, show notes was um, the Ed Milet podcast and he was interviewing someone who's known as the best brain trainer around. It's someone by the name of Trevor Moad. And like I said, I'll link it below so you can hear the full on episode because I'm kind of taking mine in a different direction than they did. And there's so much value in what they talked about. But I do want to share some statistics and some facts that Trevor talked about because the power of negativity is something that he has researched for years and years and years. And I just took some of my biggest takeaways that I want to share with you because I know if I found them interesting, you will too. So one thing I want to start with is negative thoughts are actually 40 to 50 times more powerful than positive thoughts alone. So we always hear about people saying, if you think positively, like positive things will happen. 
If you focus on the positive, positive results will come, which is true to an extent. But we forget the side of negative thinking, where if you're thinking negative thoughts, those are actually 40 to 50 times more likely to come true than the positive thoughts that you're trying to think of, which is insane to me. Think of the amount of negative thoughts that we have in a day and how much more likely those are to come to fruition just by simply thinking them. It kind of goes back to the idea of what you focus on grows. And in this case, like you don't want your negative thoughts to grow. You don't want those things to come true. But the more you think about them, the more you worry about them, the more likely they are to happen. And in a research study done by the National Science Foundation in 2005, they found that people on a daily basis have 12 to 60,000 thoughts a day. So you, as you go through today, you have had 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts running through your mind. 95% of those thoughts are repetitive from the day before, meaning that you've thought about them multiple times already. Of those 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts, 85% of them are negative. 80 to 85% of them are negative. So 60,000 thoughts, if 80% of those thoughts are negative ones and they're 40 to 50 times more likely to happen than any of the positive thoughts you had that day, that's just not good for anyone. I read that statistic and I was like, oh my goodness, my mind was blown and I believe it. It's not hard to believe because if you think about your thoughts you've had today, I guarantee most of them have been negative in some way, shape, or form. Um... And then when I was listening to Ed Milet's podcast with Trevor Moad, he dived a little deeper into this and he gave a statistic that was done by, that was discovered by the Mayo Clinics and the Cleveland Clinics that 83% of illnesses are actually started or exasperated by negative thoughts alone. So that means that people who are in the hospital, let's say with cancer or with some other kind of illness, they're thinking negatively about it. So if you're thinking of like a negative outcome of your condition, just by thinking the negative thought, it's 83% more likely to get worse just because of what you're thinking about it. Whereas if you were thinking something more neutral or more positive, the illness would have never gotten worse from when they came in. And it just goes to show like the power of our minds and how powerful our brains are. If we go back to the car analogy, Trevor Moed said something that was really, really stuck with me is that your mind is like a steering wheel of a car. It's so small, right? The steering wheel is so small, but it gets you where you need to go. And your mind is the same way. We often forget to think of, how powerful our mind is because it is such a small like small part of our body but it gets us where we want to go it's the leader of all things that happen and so we don't want to go directly from these negative thoughts to these positive thoughts but we don't want to continue thinking the negative thoughts either because when we have these negative thoughts we tend to then say them aloud. And when you say them out loud, that makes them even more likely to happen, right? It's one thing to think it, and then it's one thing to say it. And it's another thing to keep thinking it and keep saying it. And that is how our negative thoughts end up driving our reality. But if we can't go straight to positivity, what do we do? 
And that's what I want to talk with you guys about today. I want to talk with you about this idea of bridge thoughts or bridging the gap between negative and positive. And when I think about this, I literally picture in my mind, like I have a bridge with all of my negative thoughts on it. And then there's like this body of water and I have this other bridge with all my positive thoughts, but I don't know how to get from one bridge to the next. And so we have to build a new bridge that connects the two. And that is what I want to focus on with you today. So we're going to do um, a little activity that's called, I'm going to call it CTFAR, which is C-T-F-A-R. And that's an acronym for these words. So the C stands for circumstance. The T stands for thought. The F stands for feeling. The A is for action. And the R is for result. And this is an acronym and a process you can go through in so many avenues in your life. And we're actually going to break this down. So I'm going to explain it a little bit. And then I'm going to break it down on how you can apply this to small actions of your day-to-day life. Um, And then long-term thinking. So looking at circumstances of where we come from and events that have happened in our past and how that's shaping who we are today. And then I also want to form this and frame this on how this affects how we think about others as well. So if we think about the C, circumstance, we all know that we have certain circumstances that happen either in our past, in our childhood, or just in our day-to-day lives that we forget about later on. But circumstances happen and we have no control over them, right? If it's raining outside, I cannot personally control that. We also all have thoughts about these circumstances. The thoughts are the things that we can control. And even though our first instinct is sometimes it comes without us thinking about it, we do have control over what we're thinking. Those thoughts then transfer into feelings, which is our F, our feelings move into our action or in some cases our inaction and then those actions or lack of actions come to our results. So I actually thought about this the other day which is when I was like okay I need to do a podcast about this when I was on a run. So I'm just going to break it down for you and this is an example of using this format in our day-to-day right. So I was out on a run. It was really hot out. I did not want to do the run, but I use a program where I can download the running audio. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Beachbody on Demand, but that's what I use. I have a running program on there, but the service by my house is not that great. So I can't depend on my cellular data. So I download the audio ahead of time. So then it can stream through my run in case I don't have service. And obviously I'm not connected to Wi-Fi. So I downloaded my audio. And I went on on my run. Well, for some reason, my phone was acting up and it kept like closing out of the entire app. Like it wasn't even just pausing and buffering. It would stop and I would look and the app would not be up on my phone. It was like force quitting the app. So I did it the first time and I was like, okay, I'll keep going. And it did it four times. Now, my initial thought My negative thought, right, because as I said, most of our thoughts are negative, was this is pointless. I literally was standing in the middle of this trail and I was like, this is so pointless. Why do I keep trying to do this? I should just walk and go home and quit. It's too much work. It's too hard. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to quit and go home. Well, that thought then led to a feeling and that feeling was frustration. I was so irritated and frustrated And because of that feeling, the action I wanted to take was to quit and go home. Or the inaction was to just not do my run. 
And therefore, my results would have been getting home, feeling in a funk because I didn't get my workout in and not having any physical results or mental mindset results to show from it, right? So that's how it could have played out had I let my negativity win. Now, I did not automatically jump to positivity, right? My circumstance is going to stay the same where my audio for my run was not working. I did not jump to my thought of, this is the best day ever. This run is so great. This is the best audio I've ever heard, right? That's just not true. And that's what we so often tend to do. And then we get mad when those positive thoughts don't come true. Well, it's because you're jumping from one extreme to the next. And that's not how we need to be doing it. Instead, we need to have that bridge thought, right? To get from point A to point B. And the way you do these bridge thoughts is you create a neutral thought. So it's not negative and it's not necessarily positive. It's just a neutral thought that is actually true. So it does take some time to think about this because you are in control of your thoughts where you might need to stop and ask yourself, okay, what is something that is true and neutral about my current circumstance? So my circumstance remains the same. My audio was not working for my run. The bridge thought I decided to fill my mind with instead was good thing I have extra time today because I'm not in a hurry to finish this run, right? It's not positive. It's not negative. It's just true. Like I had time to finish this run. Another bridge thought could have been, um, I am getting extra time in my workout because I'm walking in between the runs while I wait for the audio to reload, right? So just a neutral thought, not positive, not negative, This neutral thought then, then transpires into a different feeling. So I'm no longer feeling frustrated when I tell myself, right? Like I'm getting an extra challenge. I have extra time. It instead changes my feeling to determined. So now I feel determined instead of frustrated, which that alone can turn around your entire day. From that feeling, my action totally changes. Instead of wanting to quit and go home, I decide, okay, I'm gonna keep going and I'm going to push myself and I'm going to embrace the challenge. And because of that, the result is that I got a really good workout in and I came home feeling accomplished. So instead of focusing on the negative thought that was my initial reaction, taking that extra step in my mind to be like, wait, I can bridge this thought to be more neutral, to change my feelings and my thoughts and my actions and my results. And that is where the power comes from, is the recognition and the acknowledgement that you need to change your thoughts. So I want to break this down even further into how this applies to like our long term and our lives where we come from. So um, to get a little like transparent here, my circumstance, if I think back to my past, and I encourage you to think about this. And honestly, when you're done listening to this podcast, I would take a minute and just like journal this all out and think of some circumstances in your life where you do tend to think negatively and try to shift them. And it can be a really powerful um, thing to do, especially because sometimes it might be challenging and it might bring up some old emotions, but I think it serves a lot of value. So My circumstance, right, from my childhood is that I come from a family with a history of drug addiction. That is not something I can change. It is not a decision I made. It's a decision that someone in my family made, and it's a circumstance that I grew up with. I can't go back. I can't change it. It is what it is. I come from a family of drug addiction, right? Now, my initial thought might be something like, 
my initial negative thought could have been something like, why will my life be any different? I know so many people who grow up in circumstances similar to this where they're like, well, why will I be any different? I'm just going to be the same as my parents. I have no hope. I come from a family of this, right? And because of those negative thoughts, it often feels us to feeling deflated or like unhopeful or pessimistic. And because of those feelings, we then our action is to quit trying. If you think of in school or in life, like you don't have any goals, you don't have any aspirations and you just live the day to day going through the motions and you quit trying to be anything better because your thoughts tell you that you won't be. Because of that, your results then are confirmation bias, which I don't know if you know much about confirmation bias, but essentially it's when you believe something to be true. So your brain searches for reasons to tell you that you're right and it finds evidence to prove that your initial thought was correct. So if my negative thought is my life won't be any different, so I quit trying, obviously my results are going to be that my life is no different because I quit trying. It's literally like a never ending cycle of these thought patterns that we create for ourselves. But instead, I've learned as I've gone through my adult life, and it has been hard at times dealing with this circumstance I come from that's out of my control. But instead of relying on that negative thought, I've learned to bridge that gap. And because of that, I've grown tremendously in my life and in my mindset and in my career, personal life in all areas, because I decided to bridge the gap. Now I didn't jump automatically to a positive. Like I didn't lie and say, I have the best family history ever, right? We're not going to do that. We're going to find a neutral thought. So my neutral thought was I have the ability to stop the pattern, right? My circumstance is the same. I come from a family of drug addiction, but my new bridge thought is I can stop the pattern or I do not have to turn out the same way, or I can help other people not turn out that way. Because of this, my feeling then changes to optimistic. So instead of feeling deflated and pessimistic, I now feel hopeful and optimistic about my future and the future of those around me which leads to my actions of making myself better and actively working to improve my mindset and to surround myself with people who lift me up and to, you know, share with others and start this podcast and all of these things I'm doing. And as a result, I have personal growth and I build a life that I truly love and that I'm proud of. All because I took a little bit of extra time to switch that thought from the negative to the neutral. And I think it's so powerful that we all do this because I know we come from circumstances that we can't control. And you don't have to share it with anyone. Literally write it down. Don't show anyone and just do it for you because it can be so powerful. And then the last thing I want to talk with you about today is how we can use this format not only to help ourselves in the day-to-day and the long-term, but to help others as well and to shift our mindset and our thoughts around how we view other people. So as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I am a high school teacher. Um, and if you're a teacher listening to this, you can probably relate. But in the same way, if you're a nurse or a social worker or really in any profession where you work with other people, this can be valuable for you as well. So I'm just going to give an example of a circumstance that often happens in the world of teachers is that we have a student who isn't doing the work, right? So I'm teaching, let's say I have a ninth grade student. He comes into class, he refuses to do the work, he is failing the class, right? That is the circumstance, he's failing the class. That is just fact, that is what is. 
initial thoughts of some teachers might be, well, they don't care, so why should I keep trying, right? Their thought is, well, I'm never going to reach this kid, so I'm going to focus my energy on the kids who want it. It sounds terrible, but that is the initial negative thought that sometimes appears. When we have this negative thought, we go into the feeling of defeat. Like as a teacher, I feel defeated. I feel like I failed this kid. I feel like I didn't do my duty as a teacher. And the action that results in that is I don't end up helping the student. I don't end up forming a connection with them. And they end up not doing, like they continue not doing the work. The result of those actions is that the student fails my class and leaves the class in the exact same position he or she came in, right? Because of that initial thought I had. But if we take the time to switch our thoughts, not to positive, right? We're not going to jump to, this is the best kid in my class. He's going to pass with an A. That's not realistic. We're instead going to bridge the gap with a neutral thought. So the circumstance is the same. The kid's coming to class, not doing any work, and he's currently failing. My bridge thought is going to be something else must be going on here. So I need to figure out what it is, right? Neutral. It's just a thought I tell myself about what is. As a result of that, I now feel driven to help this kid. So instead of feeling defeated, I feel driven to figure out what happened to this student that is causing him to behave the way he is in my class. An action then is that I dig deeper in my ability to help this student. I ask more questions. I try harder to form a connection. Maybe I talk to other teachers. Maybe I talk to a counselor. Maybe I look into their family history. I do whatever I can because I'm driven to, to find out why they are behaving the way they are, right? Because my thought is that something else is at play here. And then as a result, I build a connection with the student and he grows in my class and passes with a C, right? So not only can we use this format to switch our perception about ourselves and our own situation, we can use it to be more empathetic toward other people in order to help them see growth. And I think this power of the negative thinking, part of the process is acknowledging we have these negative thoughts. They're not going to go away. And I'm not saying they need to go away. That's again, unrealistic thinking, but recognize that you have these thoughts and work actively to change them. And over time, it's going to get a little easier for your brain to rewire and do these things automatically without you taking the time to sit down and literally think through it. It's going to become a reflex where you have a circumstance. Nope, not going to be negative. Instead, how can I view this situation and how can I change my feelings, actions, and results as a result of my thought process? So I hope this was helpful for you today. That's basically just what I wanted to come on here and talk to you guys about. I think the power of negative thinking is so interesting to think about as a whole. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, yes, there is power in positive thinking as well, but we can't neglect the negative and we can't go from one extreme to the next. We need to take the time to bridge that thought and change our feelings and actions and results because of it. So Again, as a reminder, your mind is like the steering wheel of a car. It's small, but it gets you exactly where you need to go. And so you need to make sure that you are actively working to improve it. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you next time. As always, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at the story of dot page. I would love to connect with you there. And if you found any value in this episode, and if you thought it was helpful at all, I would love if you would share it with a friend, either share it on social media, send it to them, or leave a review below and let me know what you thought. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or night or whatever time you're listening to this, and I will talk to you next time.